Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I'm the socialite. I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I am so happy today to have my guest on. We've had him on in the past, and um, it was such a great time. Had to have him on again. So welcome back to Wade Kwan. Hi, Deb. Great to be back. Hi. Good, good. Well, before we jump in, I want to tell everybody just a little bit about you. Communications consultant and Birmingham Blogging, Blogging Academy founder. That's a tongue twister this morning. The, the Birmingham Blogging Academy founder, Wade Kwan, has written thousands of blog posts and created blogs big and small. He loves to tell stories in person and in print and online as Birmingham's best blogger. He's also the founder of Y'all Connect Conference in Birmingham, which will take place later on this year in June, and we're definitely going to talk about that. But let's just jump right in and talk blogging first. So, you know, Wade, one of the questions that I don't think I've ever asked you is, what got you started blogging? Why did you decide that was a great thing to do? Well, I had been exploring blogging for a few months before I actually started my own blog. I had worked mm-hmm. at a daily newspaper here in Birmingham, and so the one of the tasks I was assigned was to look into blogging for our reporters and our photographers to see how we could ah. expand mm-hmm. our digital presence. Because we had, we had probably the first news website in all of Alabama, but we had fallen mm-hmm. behind in some regards in terms of the newer technologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the paper closed shop uh, as we were still exploring it, and so I just oh. took everything that I had researched and put it into setting up and starting a blog. Fortunately, mm-hmm. I had friends who had been blogging uh, already and already knew the technology and knew their way around WordPress and site setup. And so that made it very easy for me to jump in and start writing about my hometown, Birmingham, to mm-hmm. share ideas and events and start to get to know the other bloggers and uh, the other people in my community. And I found it was a fantastic way to really get to know people in the community in a different way. You know, as someone who was an editor at a newspaper, you know, I had uh, had some insights into what was going on in the community and what was going on in the business side and the government side and the art side. Mm -hmm. But blogging just opened up a whole new set of opportunities. It's hard to believe that it's been uh, nine years since I started that first blog. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're very humble in your introduction. You have won several awards for blogging, correct? Tell us about those and tell us kind of what went into winning those. Well, I think uh, uh, part of it is just my uh, unfair advantage, in, in fact, in the fact that uh, in starting out in newspapers, I've had a lot of training in journalism. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to work with some extremely talented colleagues and and, and learned a lot from them. And in doing so, I picked up a few awards uh, in writing and editing, uh, layout, design, and so on. And Mm -hmm. so in approaching blogging and writing about the community and now writing about social media and communications issues, 
uh, I apply my journalism training to all of it. I try and remain objective. I try and bring the facts. I try and do as much research as possible. I certainly, uh, like you, I love interviewing people and, and understanding their expertise and sharing it with my audience. And mm-hmm. uh, that has led to, again, just fortunately for me, some recognition in terms of awards and, and accolades for both specific blog posts and articles and, and sites that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I have to stress that any blogger who applies themselves and who gets better at it over time uh, will certainly win their own fair share of awards and recognition from their peers and from, from uh, institutions. Right. And it is about telling that good story, um, you know, whether it's that you're discussing your favorite restaurant in Birmingham or, you know, something major that's happening at a business or, you know, all of those various things. And to me, I think starting really was the hardest part. You know, I told people for many years that they should blog. You know, it, it was a great way to reach people, whether you were blogging for fun or for business or kind of, you know, a combination. But I had trouble writing my own first blog post. It took me a year. I'd start it, and I'd think, ah, oh, not any good. And then I'd, you know, wait a while, and then I'd start again, and I'd think, ah, oh, not any good. And, and I think my problem was I expected it to be absolutely perfect. Is that kind of something that you hear bloggers or potential bloggers say, and that really is what holds them back? I, I think perfectionism can be a, a, a trap for people. I've suffered from from trying to make everything perfect, and, and fortunately, when you're in a daily newspaper, the clock runs out on you. So no matter how perfect right. you try and it, at some point, you've got mm-hmm. to put that addition out the door. Uh, it is a real challenge for uh, people who want the post to look right, have everything mm-hmm. perfect, have the perfect design, have the right photo with it, and so on. And my friend, Jen Barnett, has helped me escape that trap more than once. Jen uh, is an entrepreneur. She's a blogger. She, she's blogged longer than I have. And mm-hmm. she's uh, and, and she's going to be one of the speakers that you all connect. But whenever I fall into that trap of having her look at something and trying to revise it, trying to make it perfect, whether it's a blog post or a media release or something else, uh, she always reminds me that, that uh, uh, finished is better than perfect. And right. what she means by that is, that blog post does no one any good if it never gets published, if it never gets out mm-hmm. to the world. And, and, and she understands that at some point we're just completely overthinking everything. And that and this is, this is a, a real challenge for some brand marketers out there is they, they, they're, they're passionate about showing off their brand in the best possible light. And they want every message to land perfectly, and they want their colleagues and their bosses to be happy. But at some point, you've got to push the button. You've got to put it out right. there. And the thing is, you get to get better with each succeeding post and update and release. But finished is better than perfect. You just have to mm-hmm. put yourself out there. You have to be willing to, 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 to be slightly imperfect in sharing your news, your information, your opinion, whatever it is that you put out there in, in your blog. Well, and to me, you know, that, that is so critical because 
if yeah, if you're not getting the information out there, it's the same thing as gee, I'm not going to release this product brochure because it might not be perfect, or I'm not going to launch my website because it's not perfect. You know, at some point, you do have to pull that trigger. And we, we make mistakes. You know, we have typos. We have grammatical errors. It might not say exactly what we wanted it to say, but it gets out there. And a big part of that to me, though, is that it shows kind of that we're human. And to me, you know, it, it follows along with social media because we want people to know that we're human because we want to build relationships with them. And you really use your blog to build relationships with people and talk about you know, how you go about doing that, because I think that's where businesses and, and people kind of get caught up in the, the you know, the, the minutiae when it's really only about getting out the message and, and helping people. Well, I have to confess something right off the bat, which is uh, earlier in my career, when I was working uh, as a reporter, as a writer, as an editor for publications, I was lousy at networking. I mean, I was just terrible at it. And I think, I, I don't know if it was just my introvert tendencies or you're kind of in this ivory tower when you're publishing where you feel like you're plugged in, but you're not as connected to the community as you realize. And, mm-hmm. and one of the best things to come out of moving from journalism to consulting was discovering that just how isolated I had been, how much ah. I really mm-hmm. needed to expand my network and, and get out there and meet people. And, and so I just pushed myself to go and talk to people and to listen mm-hmm. and to ask questions and to follow up with them. And again, it's that same like perfectionist tendency. You, I, I want to do it right, right from the beginning, but mm-hmm. that's just impossible. You have to learn by doing. And, and slowly I started to get better at, networking with people and starting to build relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not like I never made friends, you know, at camp and at school and, and, and so on and in the community, but this is like a whole new world to me. And I think blogging helped tremendously with that because mm-hmm. when you start out with blogging, you're hiding behind a screen. You can be yourself or you can make up a persona. You can use your real name or you can use a pseudonym, but you have a lot of control over it, and you have control over comments on the site, you have control over how you react to them, and then as you add social media in, you have different ways to interact with people through social media, and you can you can pick the network, and again, you can pick your persona. But these are layers on which to build your network, and having the blog in place, having mm-hmm. something talk about with people online, having a way to reach out to other bloggers who were, some who had been doing it far longer than I had, and others who were getting started after me. I mean, we had a common thread in terms of how we approached blogging, how we interacted with people, you know, challenges that you face when you're putting together a blog over, you know, days and weeks and months and years. And uh, it's, been incredibly valuable to be able to have a platform where people could connect with me, I could connect with mm-hmm. them, we could follow up with each other, and at some point, hopefully, if they're geographically nearby, meet in person, and if they're not nearby, at least continue some kind of conversation besides through public channels on the blog, even just simply through 
email or through chat or through Skype or, or some other means. But mm-hmm. even though I started out absolutely a novice at networking, uh, having a blog and starting to expand my world made me a lot better at networking and at building relationships with people. And and, and it it gave me a a strong insight about myself, which is I really do want to reach out to people. I really do want to understand what challenges they face. And if there's some way, some tiny way that I can help them, I will try my best to do so. This is uh, this is at the heart of, of of what I do in terms of trying to build the consulting practice, trying to uh, show people the resources that exist either online or in their community. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a philosophy that every person who has a product or a service should actually follow through. You know, it's not about their brand. It's not about selling that product. It's about helping people. Because we can all sell, but when you help people, you get them to come back or you get them to tell their friends about it. Um, you know, and, and whether you've built that relationship online or offline or a combination of both, it, it really is about making those connections with people and helping them. And I think that's where I see people kind of miss the boat. Um, and they, they think it really is just about selling, 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 and they forget that it's about building those relationships and helping people. Helping people is, is is a very natural and inoffensive sales technique. I mean, when you help someone, mm-hmm. that person is inclined to 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 shout it from the rooftops if you do a really good job. And and, and the the thing about when you start to build a relationship with someone, uh, you're looking for trust. You want them to trust you. You want to trust them because if you're actually trying to help them solve a problem. Not everyone is going to share their problem with you right off the bat. Certain mm-hmm. problems in the business world are sensitive in terms of personnel issues or budget issues or marketing challenges or, or, or logistical uh, issues, and we're not just going to necessarily broadcast those to the world. Uh, in order to really dig in and understand where you can help a colleague or a client or a potential customer, they they need to have that level of trust with you so that they will actually spell out what exact problem they're trying to solve. Only when you understand Mm -hmm. what actual problem they have that you might be able to help them with can you go to that next step. Any idiot can sell. I mean, I can sit there and send out promotional messages all day. And, uh, Mm -hmm. again, I don't shy away from promotion and, and selling, but you got to establish some credibility, some trust with people, or otherwise it won't matter in the long run. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I, I have seen people who've gotten so caught up in the building of the relationships and the helping people that they forget that they have their own product or service that they're trying to sell, too. So, you know, and or they, or they feel... Like it's pushy. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about her LinkedIn profile, and she didn't want to put her best characteristics because she actually felt that that seemed like she was bragging. And I said, no, that's, I said that they're fabulous characteristics, and, and people really need to know that you have those. 
And, you know, and I think that's something that hopefully, you know, some people will pick up is the fact that they do need to kind of toot their own horn on occasion. They do need to say, hey, this product or service, you know, does this and this and this, but then bringing it back to this is how it helps you. There's an interesting philosophical debate that's been going on recently in terms of social media and website promotion and so on, and, and, and you've basically hit upon it, which is how much should be self-promotional versus how much should be about customer focus. And mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting debate to have because I think everyone's going to approach that question differently. You know, if we just talk simply about someone's LinkedIn profile, I give everyone mm-hmm. permission to brag as much as possible because the right. whole point of having the LinkedIn profile is to show off your business acumen, your experience, mm-hmm. uh, your, your, your cleverness, uh, all the traits that someone may want to, to hire you for or to do business with you. It's absolutely permissible and should be encouraged because you go look through any number of LinkedIn profiles and what you find are people just talking about what they do, their duties mm-hmm. as an employee, and nothing about their accomplishments, the results they achieve, what makes Jane Doe unique from mm-hmm. all of the millions and millions and millions of other LinkedIn users. So they absolutely need to talk about the results they've gotten and, and, and brag about them and, and be absolutely clear how they made a difference in terms of raising revenue or saving time or saving money or, or anything that will be of interest to a, to a potential partner or employer. But in terms of business marketing 2014, I've heard some interesting and valid arguments on both sides of the equation. I've heard people say, you've got to do a better job of showcasing your products and services, show off the features put in product videos, put in demonstrations, and show off the the ways that these products can help someone, a customer, a consumer. Uh, But then on the flip side, maybe the focus should be on what the customer gets out of it, what kind of problems Mm -hmm. they may encounter, how they can best connect with your products and services. And so I haven't personally solved that equation yet, but I'm curious as to if others have seen better results one way or the other or through a combination of those factors. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think probably one of the easiest ways to, to watch is, you know, if your numbers drop off, if you're losing followers, um, you know, it, Facebook is just doing weird things with all of the, the various things they're doing with their pages, so that makes makes that a challenge overall. But you know, I think if you are kind of losing people, then you know, oh, I've been pushing my product or my service too much. Um, but if, and then if you actually have people asking, then you realize, oh, I didn't, didn't push it enough. I had somebody the other day that, that actually said, do you give classes on LinkedIn? And I thought, okay, yes, I do. And obviously I haven't talked about it quite enough. You know, I don't want to hit people over the head with it. But, you know, I, I hadn't done my own self-promotion enough. And, and so I think you're right. There is kind of that happy medium in there. And for some, you know, say it's a, a restaurant. And I know you, you do a lot of blogging about restaurants. Clearly, they're going to push what they're doing more. You know, they've got their special of the day. They've got, you know, an award that they just won, all of those various things. But, you know, for someone who has a, a service, 
they might, you know, have to, to be more low key about what they do. But I think it really is kind of testing the waters. And, and that's where so many people get caught up in kind of the panic mode is they don't know how to do that. And so then the, the default is they don't do it at all. Absolutely. Great. Well, we are going to take a, a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk more about blogging, how to really kind of combine it with social media. And, and, but initially, how somebody can get started with blogging, because there are so many people who think, oh, I know I should do it, but I don't know the first place to start. So when we come back, let's kind of walk them through some of the basics. I'm Deb Creer, talking with Wade Kwan, and we will be back in just a couple of moments. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. My old Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, auto pay, and paperless billing, and other restrictions apply. If you can't see the difference, why pay the difference? Switch to Dish for the best deal in entertainment. Only Dish brings you the best in entertainment for less than $20 a month. Cut the cable and don't get it directed. Switch to Dish because at just $19.99, Dish saves you every time you turn on the TV. It's so simple. The same channels cost less with Dish. So since you can't see the difference, don't pay the difference. Switch to Dish for the best deal in entertainment. Get premium movie channels free for three months, starting at just $19.99. Dish saves you every time you turn on the TV. Call now to save with Dish. Dial 1-800-943-9074. That's 1-800-943-9074. The same channels for less than 20 bucks a month. Dish. Call 1-800-943-9074 for details. Have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. And Deb Creer talking with Wade Kwan about blogging, why blogging is so important. Um, and so now we want to really talk about how to get started blogging because, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a hard process, but it's also not a, gee, I can do it in five, five minutes type of process. So, Wade, if you've got somebody who comes to you, you know, you, you're a consultant, this is what you do. In fact, let me take a step back. How do people reach you if they want to use your services? Probably the easiest thing to do is if they go to BirminghamBlogging.com, there's a contact form there. It's the easiest way for people to reach me because I, I get messages all the time and I respond very quickly. So uh, if they just go to BirminghamBlogging.com, there's a contact form. They can reach me that way. Perfect, perfect. And, you know, that goes for anybody, whether they're in Birmingham or not. Um, 
But so, you know, they've, they've reached out to you and they've said, okay, Wade, we know we need to do this, but we don't have the foggiest idea about how we should even start. What are some of the steps that you walk someone through to get them started in blogging? This question actually came up Saturday. It was actually in your neck of the woods in Atlanta uh, Saturday morning for the National Black MBA Association's uh, Entrepreneur Institute. And ah. uh, entrepreneurs, of course, uh, they face a huge challenge in getting the word out about their new business. And mm-hmm. someone asked about getting started in blogging and, and the goals that you want to get out of Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I've, I'm all of a sudden having trouble hearing you. Let me double check to make sure that they can hear us in on the, the station. Um, so as, as I'm doing that, what we're talking about with Wade is how to even get started with blogging. Um, and actually, the station says you sounded great. It was just my connection. So let's let's go back and, and kind of. Um, so you you um, were at a conference and someone asked that question. How do we get started blogging? So on the mechanics side, the simplest thing I can say is uh, Atlanta is lucky to have several WordPress meetups. These are mm-hmm. monthly meetings where people mm-hmm. at all skill levels can learn about WordPress, which is one of my favorites blogging platforms, but if they attend one of the meetups in Atlanta, they can learn how to set up the blog themselves, or they can meet someone who can help them set it up for a small fee or walk them through the steps. So it's a fantastic resource, and a lot of cities now have regular WordPress meetups where people can learn about how to set up a blog. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. one of the primary reasons that we have the meetups, is to learn about how to use this wonderful platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they want to get started, they can go to they can go to WordPress.com and set up a blog really in five minutes, and they don't have to share it with anyone. They can just start blogging, and if they like it, great. They can expand it and publicize and so on. If they don't like it, they can delete it in, 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 in one minute. Mm-hmm. So there's a low-cost, uh, effective way to get started. No harm, no foul. They don't have to waste a lot of time learning how to do coding and themes and so on. They can just mm-hmm. pick a theme off a list and go from there. The, right. the other side about getting started in blogging is the goals. And so when someone asks me, how do, you, uh, how do I get started in blogging, I'll usually ask them what they want to get out of it. It could be that they want to market their business. It could be that they want to use it for customer service. It could be that they want to brand themselves or their business. They might want to brand themselves as a thought leader or as an expert in a certain subject matter, mm-hmm. or they may want to brand their business and its services and its products. And uh, if you are doing blogging for a business-related function, I think it's important at the outset to at least outline one or two broad goals that you want to accomplish through having the blog, because as you know, uh, business owners who are getting started in blogging, even companies, uh, large companies getting some started in blogging, they have so many choices available to them as to how to approach it, who's going to who's going to put it together, how often is it going to come out, 
who's their particular target audience, mm-hmm. what information is the site going to provide, and so on. And having a goal or two in place helps narrow it down so that you're not just running off in a million different directions. Right. Well, and, and that having that goal or goals helps you focus because then you know, here's what I'm going to write about as opposed to looking at a blank screen or, you know, things like that. Now, when I started blogging, and I did go to um, some WordPress meetups in Denver, I loved it. I met some fabulous people there, um, you know, and my experience with them in various cities is that people are so helpful. So, you know, anybody who is looking at that, I think that's a perfect thing for, for people to do. But I had people tell me that I should write 20 blog posts before I ever posted anything just so I had everything straight. And, and, you know, and knew what I was doing. And to me, that was kind of the most daunting task. And, and for some reason, it never dawned on me. I didn't have to follow that advice. It, it, again, it came back to, I just needed to start. Do you kind of hear that, you know, people panic at the thought of the amount of work they're going to have to do? Maybe their goal is to write once a week, and that kind of immediately puts them in panic. What are ways that people can get through some of these, these things that, that might be holding them back. It's interesting for for a new blogger in terms of getting started because I want them to know a couple of things starting out. One, I do want them to know that it is going to take a lot of time. Now, it mm-hmm. may take less time as you get better at it and faster right. at mm-hmm. it, but blogging is an investment of time just as uh, writing media releases is an investment of time mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. putting together brochures or any form of marketing or interaction. And mm-hmm. blogging does take a significant amount of time because at the, at the start, you have a learning curve in terms of putting together the blog and how to publish everything. But then mm-hmm. the learning curve levels off, but you're also always learning about your audience and what topics work and which topics don't work and how to promote your blog and, and all the little things that come with it. And I also want them to know that no site is perfect at launch. You, you put the site out there and you improve it as you go along, as you put together blog posts and so on. But mm-hmm. blogs are just works in progress. You're, you're always thinking of different ways to improve it. I've got a list in my head that's probably a thousand items long that I will never get to, but I know mm-hmm. that these are things that I want to tweak on my sites over time, but right. there's just no way I can get to them all right now. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I want bloggers who are new understand is, yes, it is daunting to learn all that, and it will take time, whether you're putting together a post a day or you're trying to get 20 posts ready in advance. But the other thing I wanted to know is the way you succeed in blogging is very simple. You just keep doing it. The Mm -hmm. the race is won by bloggers who continue to blog because most bloggers, whether they're doing it on their own or whether they're part of a medium-to-large company, eventually drop out of the race. Now, they may drop out of the mm-hmm. race because they discover that the metrics aren't there, the, the, the numbers aren't growing, they're not generating any sales leads out of it, or, or it's not meeting their specific goals. But typically, what happens is there's just a fall-off in effort. There's no consistency mm-hmm. in the posting schedule. There's no planning ahead. There's no diversity of voices. There's no strategy in terms of integrating all of that content, making sure that you can get it out in a timely fashion, promoting it well, and then tracking to see how it's helping in terms of sales leads or 
customer service or any measurable standard. And so they just start, they, they may start out doing it once a week, and then they start dropping to once every other week, and then they're there once a month, and suddenly their blog is dead. Well, the person mm-hmm. who's still blogging is winning in terms of continuing to put out content, continuing to generate search traffic, continuing to make inroads in reaching people that the competitors are not no longer able to reach through using their blog. So on one side, deep learning curve and lots of time to invest. On the other side, it gets easier over time, and it and really anyone can do it. But the trick is you have to keep doing it. You, you can't mm-hmm. just stop after three months and expect any any measurable results out of it. Right. Well, and I think too it does help to kind of remove some of the pressure that that we put on ourselves. You know, maybe when we originally start our blog, we think we're going to blog every week, and then life happens. And, you know, and we skip a week and we think, oh, no, oh, no. And, you know, so then we're caught up in do we catch up? Do we do, you know, I think it's more if you're comfortable blogging every week, blog every week. Um, I, I, I'll I, be honest. I really don't like people who blog every day that I subscribe to because a lot of times it seems to me like they're just putting out something to put out something because they made that commitment that they're going to blog every day. But you know, they, they also are putting out great content. But, you know, for somebody, if they put out really good content and it's just once a month and it gets people interacting and, and commenting and sharing, then that's okay. You know, sure, it might be great if they blogged more often, but if that increased the stress level to where they couldn't do it, I think, you know, they, they might need to rethink that and, and just do what they're comfortable with. Every blogger faces that question of how frequently they should post and how long mm-hmm. should each post be. Frequency of posting, uh, I will say that if you blog less frequently than once a month, you're going to have a very hard time building an audience because there's no incentive right. for mm-hmm. them to come back more than once a month to check for posts. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You know, the tools for which they come back could be through email subscription or RSS or just bookmarking your site. But once a month should be the bare minimum if you are trying to build an audience, if you're trying to build your mm-hmm. business through it. Um, uh, I can understand where once a day may be too frequent for some bloggers, but the, 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 the gold standard should be how useful is each post to my audience? If it's extremely right. useful, then there is no such thing as too much. If, it's, mm-hmm. if, if they're just cranking out terrible posts, then once a month is too many. Uh, it's really up to the blogger to make sure that that content is either interesting, informative, or funny. Mm-hmm. Because if it doesn't hit one or more of those points, uh, it, it, it's just taking up space. Right. The, the, the length of the post, same issue. I mean, the, the rule that we had at, at one of the sites I work at is you, you keep writing till it stops being good. The moment it stops being good, you stop writing. Now, it may mm-hmm. stop being good after 50 words. Well, then that'll make a very mm-hmm. short post. But if you if you've got a thousand words and it's still good, you better keep writing because I promise mm-hmm. you, people will read from beginning to end. It's hard to find extremely good, compelling content out there. Uh, so if you are gifted enough that you can put your post together and you know when to stop, that's the length of your post. There is no, mm-hmm. I don't think personally there is a magic formula. I can't sit there and say every post should be. 300 words or 500 words or seven pictures or whatever. Uh, I just mm-hmm. have that standard of 
that completely arbitrary standard of it stops being good, you stop writing. The end. Right. Well, and, you know, if you're getting very lengthy, and, and it seems like a good place to maybe break it into two posts, then that's something to consider. But, you know, again, I think we put that, that arbitrary number in our own heads. Well, it can only be 400 words. It can only be 500. And, and you know, when I blog, I look at the word count, but I don't get caught up in it. You know, if I haven't said what I need to say, then I keep going. Now, if I get a little too wordy, then I figure, okay, maybe I should edit it back. But, you know, it's, it's like you said, if it's good content, people will read it. Um, you know, if you get too short and you're not providing that good information, then you will lose those readers. The easiest thing to, for, for bloggers to check is the headline makes a promise to the reader of what to expect in the post. So if you're mm-hmm. not doing too clever headlines, if you're doing straightforward, good headlines, you are making a promise to the reader that this is what you're going to get out of the post. And then if you read through the mm-hmm. post, you haven't actually fulfilled that promise, then you know that you still have to add the material or you have to revise it. And as you, as you mentioned earlier, I think editing is a critical component of, of putting together these strong blog posts. Now, I'm biased because I'm coming from a editing background, from a journalism background, mm-hmm. but bloggers who take the time to read their posts over before they publish, if they will sleep on it, if they will write it the day before and then come mm-hmm. back to it fresh the next day and read it top to bottom as though they had never read it before and then find a way to trim the copy, to spell check it, to revise it until it's absolutely crystal clear, they're going to find that their engagement goes way up because most bloggers don't take the time to make that extra effort. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get back to that reader focus, that customer focus. What's going to be beneficial right. to someone reading this? Well, what's extremely beneficial is they don't have to. Have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving and get smooth, professional, quality results, here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for no-no hair removal. Thanks. Hey, gals, I love talking about my no-no. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-no 
has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors, so it's perfect for using on all body parts. And now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the no-no, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card, and you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible no-no hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-8386. That's 800-953-8386. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Malskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Malskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and and it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. My Deb, are you there? Well, we have lost Deb Career. Wade, are you there? I'm still here. Okay. While, while well, we get reconnected. Well, I don't know what happened here, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see if we can get Deb. We'll be right back. Sure. Well, as I mentioned before the break, uh, new bloggers face challenges in terms of getting their blogs set up. But trust me, if 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 eight-year-old kids can do it, you can do it. Just plan, map out what kind of goals you want to get out of the blog and have this willingness to put it out there, to experiment, and to to read your audience, to understand what their needs are, to interact with them, to take Jeffrey. feedback from them okay, and so work you. on getting better at it. Deb, are you back? I am back. Wade, are you back? I'm here. Hey! You know, you've got to love technology. got to love technology. <laughs> I actually called back in on a different number, and I think you did too. So it sounds like maybe the, the 800 number decided it didn't like us all of a sudden. Um, so right before we took our break, we were talking about the fact that there's no magic formula for blogging. There's really, you know, you have to work through and figure out what works best for you. Isn't that right, Wade? There are a million roads to success in blogging, and the answers that I offer up to clients, that's one path. But I also encourage them to experiment all the time because you never know what the next interesting trend is going to be. You never know what's going to really connect with your your, your customers and your readers. As someone who 
planned out editorial content for a daily newspaper and for a monthly magazine, mm-hmm. uh, I had to predict what people would be interested in. But when I started investing more in blogging and interaction and understanding those topics, I got direct feedback in terms of the page views and in terms of comments as to what people were interested in. And mm-hmm. the one consistent thing was with all my years' experience in creating content and in planning out what the next post or the next article was going to be, I almost always predicted incorrectly. I was almost always wrong as to if I had 10 topics and I ranked them as to most popular, least popular, consistently, I would have the list wrong. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, by covering all those topics, my audience told me what was actually most popular, what would get the most clicks, what would help them the most in terms of solving problems and Mm -hmm. getting them relevant information. Well, and, you know, this this idea that you you uh, have that really you know people have to work through things they have to find what works best for them that is um, kind of why you started this conference called y'all connect right absolutely I mean you know we touched on this briefly earlier but you know uh, bloggers or companies can face burnout or there, there can be some trouble in getting it sustainable, and I think part of the issue is they limit it to, simple, to, to, to one single person or one marketing director when their best effort could come from a diversity of voices, a diversity of topics, so that when that marketing director moves on, the blog just doesn't immediately up and die. Mm-hmm. It still represents this brand and this company well because it represents who is who makes up the company. Right. So with Y'all Connect, you know, I ha- I'm lucky to be able to go to different conferences and to help with events here in town. But I am just one person, one voice, one opinion. A- and there are so many talented, brilliant people who work in blogging and social media, who help brands with it, who do consulting on it, who, who, who actually do the grunt work. And putting them all in one place in Birmingham for one day is easy for me because helps people listen to those voices, hear their different ideas, ask them questions face-to-face, not virtually, and and really solve their issues when it comes to marketing and interaction Mm -hmm. and email and Instagram and everything else that's being thrown at them. Because, as you know, social media is evolving so rapidly. We We had chatted briefly before the show about features on LinkedIn, and I can't even keep up with all of the features on LinkedIn, right. and I love LinkedIn. I use it several times a day, and mm-hmm. I am still not on top of all the features like other people are. So mm-hmm. it is my privilege to be able to bring different experts to Birmingham so that they can talk about their ideas in terms of digital marketing to as big an audience as possible. Right. Well, I went last year, and uh, you know it was it was a couple hour drive for me. I'd never been to Birmingham, so that was part of the draw to be able to go. But I met so many people there, and the speakers were fabulous. But it was also making those connections with people who could help me, who do what I do, you know, all sorts of things. I've lost track of how many uh, people who have been guests now on my radio program from people that I met at Y'all Connect. And what I love about the conference this year 
is looking at the calendar, I see it's a Friday. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to stay and spend the weekend um, and really get to know more about Birmingham. And that's what I want to encourage people who aren't in Birmingham to think about doing is, you know, it's a great city. And, you know, obviously Wayne's just slightly biased since he's a a native of Birmingham. (laughs) But I think it's going to be a very good time to go and hear some great speakers, have a lot of fun, um, so how do people, uh, how do they find out about the conference? What are the prices? All of that good stuff. So the conference is going to be June 13th. As you pointed out, it's a Friday. By the way, I picked that day secretly because there is a Birmingham Barons ball game the night before the conference, and there is a ball game the night right after the conference ends. So if you decide to stick around or if you come in early, you can see our Southern League champions play ball at the brand-new Regents Field. I just happen to be a a big fan of the Barons. I went to see their opening night last week, Mm -hmm. and they are a lot of fun. Uh, We want it to be as as informative but also entertaining trip as possible for folks coming in from out of town. Mm -hmm. But if they go to yallconnect.com, Y-A-L-L-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com, we've got all the information about the conference. So we've got... The speakers on the lineup. We've got seven seven announced so far. I believe we're going to announce another one tomorrow. Uh, we will have their topics and titles of their sessions. We've got a full schedule, uh, and we've got uh, we've got the All Connect blog, so people can keep up with the latest videos and other informative posts, not only about the conference but about blogging, about social media, about digital marketing, mm-hmm. and of course, they can buy tickets. Tickets are. $129 for regular tickets. Uh, we also have VIP tickets for $199. Those are almost all gone. The regular ticket gets you the full day of the conference, uh, breakfast, lunch, an afternoon snack, the after party, which will be on site. It's going to be at a facility in downtown Birmingham. But I think people are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, I think it offers something different for everyone. If you're in, if you're the marketing director or the CEO, you're going to be able to put together the plan for the next 12 months as to how mm-hmm. you're going to market yourselves and brand yourselves. If you are a an expert like Deb, you are going to be able to find new clients because a lot of the people there, they're going to need outside help. They're not going to be able to take it all on themselves, and they're going to need someone who is able to adapt to all of the different social media channels, the changes in blogging, and help them figure out the strategies that they need to go forward and to find the talent either within their organization or outside of the organization to make put this plan in motion. Mm-hmm. So there are all kinds of opportunities for people who attend the conference uh, and meet the speakers, meet their fellow attendees, and uh, get to know a lot more about what's going on in this ever-changing landscape of, of digital marketing. Right. Well, and, you know, as I said, it, it's a great conference. I mean, the nice thing is, you know, a lot of times you hear about conferences like this and you think, oh, it's, it's kind of one of those little ones and 20 people will attend. I mean, you have a major sponsor um, in Alabama Power, which is, you know, they're, they're not going to sponsor it if it's not a big event. How big was it last year in its inaugural year? Well, we are fortunate in many regards. First of all, Alabama Power has returned as presenting sponsor. Blue Cross Blue Shield is a gold sponsor this year. MailChimp, which is based in Atlanta, is our silver sponsor this year. Uh, without these sponsors, we would not be able to put on this conference. Uh, the uh, 
the, uh, we had uh, more than 200 attend in 2013. We're, we expect uh, probably closer to 250 this year, so it's going to be packed. But we think that's ideal because, A, it's great for our speakers, it's great for our sponsors, but, B, we want you to be able to network with as many people as possible because you never know where that next great idea is going right. to come from. And just sitting at lunch with, with some of the guests last year, uh, it was just energizing to hear about how they were going to approach their blogging and their social media and their digital outreach in new ways that they hadn't done before, mm-hmm. in ways that I had never considered just from, from that morning's speakers. It's a, it's a great environment for testing ideas, asking questions of other, other people, and getting some real answers as to how you're going to solve your communication challenges. Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, part of the reason I liked it is I home office, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of other social media people home office or they work in, in very small offices, and it can be very isolating. And as you said, you know, to be able to go and talk with people at lunch or during the networking or, you know, all of these things, it was a fabulous way for me to get in touch with people who were doing what I was doing and really talk to them about issues that they had, solutions that they had, all of those various things. So I encourage people to really look at at attending the conference, no matter where you're coming from. I faced one of those challenges. You know, when I worked at different publications in the corporate world, uh, you know, in terms of marketing, uh, you may work with some brilliant marketers, but it's such a small pool of people to draw from that unless you get out and go to other professional groups or go to marketing conferences or, or other options, Mm-hmm. It's hard to come up with new ideas and new approaches, and so that's one of the, as you pointed out, this gives the opportunity to talk to people. They may not work in your industry, but that's probably for the best because they're going to think of ways mm-hmm. to tackle something that you had never considered before that, uh, that's going to wake up not only your colleagues, but uh, your, your customers and your fans. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's kind of one of the, the keys to, you know, networking, whether it's that you're attending a conference like Y'all Connect or you're going to a meetup, um, all of those things. It's about connecting with other people who do what you do and can give you kind of that inspiration to be able to, you know, continue with what you're doing and, and find pleasure in it because uh, we all get stuck, but we also all like to help other people. Um, that's part of why we're doing what we do with social media and with blogging it is about helping other people, and so that's where I think it, it really is a good thing to be able to connect with people online. Absolutely. The, the, the relationships that I've been able to build from Y'all Connect and, and from other events and organizations that, that I've been a part of, mm-hmm. these are relationships that have endured for me because these are people I depend on. I mean, these are people that I would not hesitate to call or email to ask a question that might seem like the dumbest question in the world, but I got a lot of dumb questions. I mean, I am trying to figure out different things about mm-hmm. business, about marketing, about the next step, about how to reach customers and so on. And uh, when I go to the right person and ask, ask the question, I save a huge amount of time and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it energizes me because now I know the right way to do it, or mm-hmm. at least the right way for me to approach it. and. Those relationships started somewhere, and they didn't start in a vacuum. They started because I reached out to someone or they reached out to me. It might have been in person that y'all connect. 
It might have been through Twitter. It might have been through LinkedIn. But there was a connection there that we were able to help each other. And we had some deeper understanding of where that person was coming from, mm-hmm. what what they were trying to achieve, and how we might be able to help them, not just in the moment, but down the road. Right. We had touched on LinkedIn earlier. Well, part of the reason why LinkedIn is such a great resource for me is because as people change jobs, as people change companies, as people change locations, that's an easy way for me to keep up with them. That's mm-hmm. an easy way for me to find out what they're working on now and keep in touch with them and ask them questions and have them ask me questions and continue to work together, whether virtually or in person. Right. You know, and, and it all comes back to what we were saying throughout the program. It's about building relationships online, offline, combining, and helping people. You know, and, and sometimes it means that you're helping them by giving them somebody else's name. You know, I have people that ask me all the time, hey, who's a, a good WordPress expert? Well, I, I know just enough WordPress to be dangerous, so I'm certainly not going to advise people, but I have people that I can connect them to. You know, I don't do people's social media posts for them, and so I have people that I can connect them to. And I think that really is, you know, so valuable because it, it is about helping people. It's not about just selling our products or service. Sure, we have bills we have to pay, but, you know, it, it's about building those relationships because then when they need what I offer, they come back to me because they remembered that I was helpful. I make referrals all the time. I love being able to make referrals. And, again, that's one of the strengths of having social networks and maintaining them and keeping up with them and understanding how people are are doing their jobs and what they're working on right now because you never know who the next person you're going to come across sometime today and how they may benefit from someone else in your network and their skills and their expertise and their availability. Yep. Well, Wade, this has been absolutely fabulous. Tell people one last time how they can connect with you and and, uh, find you online. Well, the best thing they should do is uh, if they're interested in Y'all Connect, Go to yallconnect.com. It's coming up two months from yesterday. It'll be in Birmingham. We'll have that full day of blogging, social media, and digital marketing information for folks. Uh, and, again, they can get their tickets right now at yallconnect.com. There's also a contact form on the site in case they have questions or if they want to follow me. Perfect. And, you know, we want everybody who want, who is, is considering attending, let us know that you're going to be there so that we can make sure to, to touch base. This has been a great program. Thanks again to Wade Kwan for being my guest. Everyone have a fabulous day, and we will talk with you next week. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.